You're listening to the Imagine Capture Create podcast. What is happening, everybody? Brian Suman here, the Imagine Capture Create podcast. Logan Powell with us. Yeah, a little bit of coffee. Hello. Hello, Logan. <laughs> and we've got a special guest. Super stoked to have Luke Holiday with us. What's up, Luke? Hey, not much. What's going on? Um, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, looking to get excited to hear your story today and, cool. and talk to you for a little bit. Awesome. Um, what's been happening with you? Anything, anything fun? Yeah. So, uh, I'm in school right now studying digital media and that's about what's been consuming my life for the past couple of weeks and sure. will continue to be for the rest of the year. So cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So everybody listening, um, I just, we just met virtually a week ago mm-hmm. and uh on a shoot and that was awesome um it was it was great to meet you and um you know we couldn't have done we couldn't accomplish what we're we're going to accomplish without your effort so i appreciate that it's cool um getting schooled by luke holiday uh <laughs> on the on the uh, video there so logan um other than drinking some coffee today it's been a good day it's been an okay day. I'm yeah. still recovering from the weekend. <laughs> weekend, weekend trip. Yes, down to Murray, Kentucky. Yes, and for anybody that doesn't know how far away that is, it's like almost six hours. So long drive. Yeah, boom, boom. We got a thunderstorm <laughs> happening, and uh, if anyone, I'll just tell the listeners now: if you hear a cat, we are not torturing my cat. We have just uh, asked her to uh, leave the studio. For I'm the allergic next half to the hour. cat, actually, so yeah. that's why. Yeah, so she'll probably uh, tell us she wants in the studio for quite a while. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. Anything um, anything creatively, you guys, anybody getting into over the last few days, last week? Any thoughts? Any projects coming up? Logan's been editing the uh, sports video we just made, so that's pretty exciting. Yes, that is, that is true. I've been editing it and not at the same time since I was in Murray, but yeah, <laughs> temporary yeah. break. Yeah, well, little edits here and there. Yeah, yeah, and I'm in post for uh, a feature film that my friend did, uh, my friend directed, and I'm just like visual effects supervisor on it. Uh, so, just been going through that, and I've done about thirty shots so far, and we've got like probably more than sixty more to go. So, oh, wow, wow, <laughs> yeah, it's a long, long journey. Yeah, I bet that's exciting though. It's probably a lot yeah. of work, but. Oh, yeah. I have a question. What entirely are you doing with the visual effects? So this is like a sci-fi sort of thing. Okay. And so I'm I'm just doing everything in After Effects and doing like there's this effect where someone's holding a 3D printed like thing that's supposed to be a glowing crystal. Okay. And so I have to kind of bridge the gap between... 3D printed plastic and sci-fi looking crystal thing. Wow. So nice. cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. After Effects. That's something I would. You know, it's one of those things where will I ever really go down that path? But you know, it's just so cool what you can do mm-hmm. in After Effects. So yeah, you know, there might be something we could kind of lean on you one day for for some tricks, tricks and tips. Yeah. Yeah, man. I have no clue. I've opened After Effects, and that's about as far as I went because yeah. it was kind of overwhelming. Everything. Yeah. yeah, it's scary at first, but then once you like watch a tutorial and just copy them like step by step, it 
yes. becomes a lot less scary because you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that button does this. And mm. yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. That's how I taught myself like Lightroom is yep. just watch a bunch of tutorials. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's the same process for everything. Sure. Um, so, Luke, tell us a little bit about you. What, tell us um, what brings you to this point. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll start by how I got into making videos. Yeah. So we'll rewind a long time <laughs> when I was in elementary school, wow. probably about fourth grade. And... You know, it was really cool back then to do those basketball trick shot videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like you th- throw it behind your back from, you know, a really long way away and then you make it. And uh, so I saw somebody make one of those videos. And what fascinated me was not the trick shots. It was the crossfade transitions that they sure. used. Yeah. And I was like, how did you do that? How did you put two clips side by side and it just fascinated me and so he told me it was this magic software called iMovie Uh and so I downloaded it which at the time it cost money so I spent my hard-earned three dollars or however much it was and I bought that software for the iPad and then I just started taking random videos of things and just using that crossfade transition because I thought it was so cool and then you could use those preset um soundtracks too and it would like almost edit your video for you and it was just like it was the coolest thing ever and so that transitioned into doing school projects like video projects for my class with my friends and stuff and which they were sort of like short films I guess you could say those are my first ever short films that I did and then fast forward to 2015 I started making real short films with a friend of mine, Anthony, he, he reached out. We didn't even know each other at the time. He was like, Hey, do you make short films? Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, <laughs> but, uh, but I said, I'd love to. And, and so the first project that we ever did was like really VFX heavy. And I didn't tell him that like I used after effects or anything. He was just like, yeah. can you do this? <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> and it was, I mean, I couldn't do it, but I, I learned a few things along the way because, you know, Film Riot had some tutorials up mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, this looks cool. So, sure. uh, yeah. So and then I was really into the visual effects. Um, so, I, yeah, I transitioned, transitioned to After Effects in like 2013. And then um, so I was pretty young at the time. And then... Yeah, that's pretty much all I was doing was just VFX. Like, I right. didn't even touch a camera or anything. Wow. But my dad happened to have a camera. And so, and I didn't know it could do video for the <laughs> longest time. It's a Canon 7D. Uh-huh. And so, then I I used it and I, I realized I could do video and I was blown away. And and then, now I, I, I had to actually shoot that film as well, the okay. one that I did the visual effects yeah. for. And so I was like, hey, this is kind of cool too. Fast forward to beginning of 2017, uh, we made this film called Reach that sure. I shot and did the VFX for as well. It was very similar uh, like workload-wise to the first one we did, except like double the amount. Right. <laughs> uh, so that was very VFX heavy as well. And then I, and now I'm more interested in DPing or, you know, being a cinematographer than visual effects. And so now I'm taking steps kind of away from visual effects, but still enjoying it. Uh, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, just learning more about the camera, about storytelling through the image and all that good stuff. And then you guys reached out and sure. had me do that sports thing yeah. <laughs> last week or a couple of weeks ago. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Wow. Wow. I feel like I'm like in uh, like chump change, like you know, <laughs> just getting started. It looks coming along with what you've done and, and uh, it just seems much bigger picture than, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of what I'm you know, working in right now, but, uh, but that's cool. That's, um, you need, you need that inspiration and mm-hmm. you need that, uh, someone who can, you know, kind of school you and kind of show you some things. So that's awesome. That is truly awesome. Now, what kind of gear do you, do you have? So I didn't have, I didn't have any gear of my own until about, uh, a few months ago I started buying cause I just used all my, my dad's gear. Uh-huh. And so, uh, I've been very fortunate to have been able to learn with his gear and and also someone let I, I was going to shoot a short film this summer okay. and somebody was going to let us use their their gh5 and so and that was like huge for me because i didn't have anything but the 7d um at the time and so i was able to actually keep this gh5 at my house for the longest time and in fact nice. i should probably give it back now because the short <laughs> film didn't end up happening so um, but then I just bought some gear re- very recently. I'm shooting on the Sony a7 III, yeah. uh, with my dad's expensive lenses. And, uh, I bought a couple vintage lenses as well. Cause they're like 50 bucks. Right. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to the, to my Sony a7 III comes in, which has mm-hmm. not shipped yet. So great camera. Yeah. So, it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Looking forward to it. So well, um, I've got a couple questions for you. If you uh, if you are game to answer, I'm game. Game. Um, so, what you've done a lot. So, yeah. But currently, right now, what would you say would be some challenges as a creator that you're having? Yeah. So, that's a great question. This has been like a really tough season for me as a creator because, uh, actually, ever since I started college, really. Um, I've experienced for the first time, like actually feeling like I don't want to create, like there are moments where, where that's the case. And so, and I can dive a little deeper into that. So mainly it's when I have projects that I feel like I have to do. Mm -hmm. So projects for school sometimes can be a drag because it's like, well, I'm not really collaborating with people that that I really wanted to collaborate with, you know, and this isn't going to be good for my, my, you know, my real, my portfolio. And sure. so some of it is, is like selfish reasons like that, but then it's also just for some reason doesn't feel too creatively fulfilling. Right. Um, and also the transition from being a VFX artist into cinematographer, cinematographer is tough because I still have, VFX work that I said yes to a year ago. So it's like, you know, that's just, that's the way it is. And I still love it, but, uh, it is a challenge to, you know, find time to still work on cinematography while I have this VFX and all this post work that I have stacked up, uh, right now. So the main challenge for me is just how do I make it not feel like a chore? Cause it's not, cause I got into it for a reason because it was fun 
Um, in fact, I didn't even know that people could make a living off of this until like, until I went to uh, a film camp and I had, you know, the leader of that film camp kind of told us, Hey guys, by the way, yeah. you can make this a career. And sure. so, yeah. So making sure it's not becoming a chore yeah. and that I can stay creative and still have fun with it. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably cross that walk down that path. I know for me doing photography and and having clients for three years, great. You know, things start to build and the momentum starts to take off. Um, but in a lot of ways, you get into that just execute mode because, you know, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. But you get in that mode and it becomes almost less creative, even mm-hmm. though you are creating, you are being creative within that. But it does, it almost stifles your creativity. You kind of, mm-hmm. you kind of hit that, that valley where you just kind of maybe feel uninspired mm-hmm. yeah. and no one's doing anything wrong Mm -hmm. it's just i think it's just the nature of you know we love to just go out and play and have fun and then when it gets more regimented and there's deadlines and there's things you have to do you know i think we we almost um we get at we're at risk that that kind of creates that uh, you know that inspiration or uninspiring moment so Mm -hmm. so how do you what do you like to do outside of video is there any other creative outlet that you that you um mess around with anything i i drum on the occasion so i guess that's creative i never like write drum parts or anything sure but yeah yeah i drum for like some churches in the area and yeah i I enjoy that as well so yeah yeah, i think yeah people who have that sort of that that creativity in their in their blood i guess yeah they kind of have to find multiple outlets and mm-hmm. so drumming actually pre- preceded video for me yeah uh but then yeah i just chose chose video just because sure yeah. sure that's awesome awesome and then you know logan being a bass player so yeah i play guitar so i think you know let's start a band that's what that's, you know when you said that i'm like that's cool <laughs> we have all the instruments we need we just need a singer you know that's one that's interesting. I was just talking to um, Andrea last night um, on the phone, and and you know right now with you know just creating you know content, documenting life, you know anywhere from photos to video to podcasting to writing blogs, you know all the things that I enjoy. There's one element of my creativity that's not in my mix right now, and that's music. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of talking like, how do I? How do I bridge that gap to bring music in the fold, you know? Yeah. So, and I even thought about maybe it's MIDI controller and you do, you do some cool B-roll beats, yeah. you know, yeah, where you're, you're kind of, you're, you're exploring your music in my, mm-hmm. I still love music. Um, but and then I, you can bring that into your own videos or mm-hmm. I'd love to shoot. I mean, Logan talks all the time. Let's shoot a music video, you know? Yeah. Just for fun, but... Yes. I very much have gotten the same way. I played bass for, I don't know how many years at church, constantly, every single week, multiple times, playing camps, and then I started getting into video, and then that kind of preceded music. So the past couple months, I haven't played bass at all. It's still sitting at the church, actually. That's how much I haven't played. (laughs) Is it your bass? Yeah, it's it's my bass and my pedal board, and I kind of just... I'm so focused on video, because now I do live stream stuff at the church, Mm -hmm. That I forget to grab my bass after church because I'm f- so focused on video now. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I've been re- really considering like, do I even want to play drums anymore? Yeah. Even though like it's still fun, but do I really want to double down on this video thing? And yeah. 
yeah. and and leave all that behind. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, that seeing me play or seeing me really focus in music, and they'll they'll kind of say, I can't believe you you're not doing it at all. You know, why don't you do it? And I find it, I have to choose where I focus the time that you get outside mm-hmm. of just life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I chose that, you know, photography actually is more of a passion in now video than music ever was, even though I love it. But, you yeah. know, at a certain point to be good enough or, or you have your personal best that you want to be, you know, that's going to take me a lot of time to, to reinvest in, mm-hmm. you know, getting my chops back up for guitar. So yeah. I just kind of say, you know what, I can only really go down one path and focus 100% mm-hmm. of my effort. And it's going to be this one, you know, but I still yeah. want to try to get it in there. Yeah, you know, but not necessarily play out. Just maybe jam and I know. Have some fun. I think Matt mentioned last week when we had him on here that he has created some music for his own videos as well. Because yeah. Matt's a drummer as well too. Yeah. If you didn't know that, everybody. I feel like everybody that's in video and photo was a musician, still is a musician, or they like are just starting to play music. We're all just washed up musicians. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we toured the world. That's that got boring, so that we yeah. had to find something else new to do. So, yeah, that's cool. So, question: another question. What's your well, two parts? What's your short-term goals in cinematography, mm-hmm. and what's your kind of long-term goal and vision for yourself? Yeah. So, for cinematography, I think short-term, by the end of college, I want to own a cinema camera of some sort and be doing DP work on like commercials and music videos and stuff of that scale, um, professionally. But then long-term, I don't know if I always want a DP. I think for me, it's always like, I'm, I always have one thing I'm chasing and then I always have a, a little side hustle as well. Sure. So right now it's like the main thing I spend my time on is VFX, but I'm like, kind of chasing cinematography at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I think going forward since my, the reason I'm in filmmaking is because the, the powerful storytelling art form that it is really intrigues me and compels me. So, um, I don't think I'm at the point where I can write or direct. Uh, and part of that might just be like a, you know, like a lack of, confidence in those areas because I don't have experience but I think eventually going forward maybe directing would be something that that I would want to pursue because being on all those sets you really learn a lot from the people who are already really good at it sure so yeah yeah it is cool it it, it, yeah I've never uh, you know I've kind of always liked video myself and you know had the camcorder and I was the guy running around you know filming Mm -hmm. all the stuff Remember when I stumbled on iMovie? That was cool. It's like, oh, well, I can, I can actually click a trailer template, throw yeah. some pictures in. Man, that looks like a movie, you know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, this time around, it, I just see it. You said what you just said was it's such a, uh, it can be such a compelling storytelling tool or yeah. medium that that's what I see now, and that's what's really pulling me mm-hmm. to to you know I don't know where it goes for me, but. Yeah. You know, just being able to take that and allow people to share their story and, you know, and um, mm-hmm. in a in a compelling way. And but uh, so, yeah, it's cool. Yes. Speaking of that, we'll yes. see if Logan can actually direct in the upcoming month. Absolutely. <laughs> For my so, short film. Yeah. Short film. You calling it Shattered? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, that's the kind of title at the moment, but that's not like set in stone necessarily. Right. I right. do like it, though. Yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. That is good. So, yeah, and then we might have a chance with um, Joshua Morrow, you know, coming up um, mm-hmm. from Art Space in downtown Hamilton. And, um, you know, there's always been something called chapters that's always resonated in my head for a series because we all, you know, we all have a book of life and mm-hmm. we all have chapters that we're in. And um, mm-hmm. so, you know, that could be the first of, you know, the chapter series where we mm-hmm. kind of document um, Josh's, his life. And so mm-hmm. he's super excited about that. And might something we talk to you about when that kind of firms up, if you're interested cool. in being involved in. So, yeah, I like the awesome. idea of chapters, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you want to explain a little bit about Josh, I don't know if we've talked about it a whole lot. What Josh does creatively? No, Josh, um, Josh Romaro in Hamilton, and um, met him. At, Logan and I went to a um, art gallery mm-hmm. in downtown, and there's a building called Art Space, and it is a uh, community of artists that live in uh, studio apartments. I think there's one and two bedroom loft type mm-hmm. in, in downtown, and we went to an art gallery show, and we were looking at a a piece of art that was up for donation or bidding on. It was um, a piece of uh, welded. It was metal that was welded together, and, and I forget what. I think it was, it was a can. That's right. It was a can. And uh, so we asked, you know, we were looking at it, and a woman come over and said, do you like that? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's very cool. And she's like, well, the guy that did it's just right over here. So that's how we met Josh. And he's a welder by trade, so um, his day job's a welder. And um, what he does is his company that he works for, if they have, you know, scrap metal, Mm-hmm. you know, bearings, bushings, just um, any various pieces. He gets a vision for an art piece, and he mm-hmm. welds it. And a lot of his stuff um, moves, so he uses bearings, so it's not a static piece of art. And I think that globe that we looked at was so cool. I bet it was probably mm-hmm. four or five feet in diameter, and he cut out all the continents and then welded it in one big 360-degree globe, and it set on a base that ran on bearings so you could sit, you know, spin it. But um, and he's a musician, yeah. and he's also a BMX racer, or a, and he's uh, he's very interested in uh, documenting some of his um, mm. BMX stuff. I always find that stuff very fascinating, just because it's like we all tell stories through filmmaking, and kind of have that in common. But it's cool to see someone else tell a story through some other form of art. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And he's a part of the Facebook group as well, so um, you know he's out there amongst mm. us and in watching. So he was. Uh, we met last Saturday for a cup of coffee and talked about you know, doing a documentary of his life. And so we're going to look at, you know, document his welding aspect, and then we're going to roll into art space and, and allow the documentary. Um, I think mm-hmm. the um, director of art space, a couple other artists are going to be involved and get to speak and uh, yeah. tell a lot about that. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So another washed up mus- musician. <laughs> there you True. go. Yeah. 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 We just yeah. our group page. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently everybody's a musician. <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, that's cool how we can use our art form to kind of show a little more behind the scenes of how somebody else does theirs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it's really cool because sometimes you don't with something like that, you don't really see or appreciate all that goes into it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's with every art form. Mm-hmm. Like there's only so much you can see just by looking at a finish, finished piece. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it is awesome. Right. So. That's how I really feel about uh, color grading. I, I think mm-hmm. you said, yeah, you've done quite a bit of color grading. A little camera. bit. Yeah. Just in Premiere. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun, but that's the one thing is, like, people watch your final product. They may think the color's nice, but they never really think, like, 
Oh yeah, like, I had where like, was it? <laughs> right, yeah. I had some flat whitewashed video that I brought all this color out in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. know. when Ken, I think I, I watched Ken look at the back of your camera when we shot that the SWAC video last weekend, and I knew I knew I knew what his reaction was going to be, so I stood back and I watched because as a photographer, <laughs> even if you shoot a flat profile, which I even tend to do on photos mm-hmm. but it's not you know it's not even close to an s log or anything as flat as what you guys shoot yeah. and i knew as soon as he looked at the back of the camera his eyes were going to get real big like is that what's gonna look like that doesn't yeah. look very good that's when you need one of those small hds on top mm-hmm. of your yes. camera those are great because you can have a lut in them and then yes. it converts to s log the s log into rec 709 right there for you it's like wow that's awesome I think yeah. also that'd be beneficial, like getting into more client work. Cause it's like, if they ask to see something, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I don't want to scare them. <laughs> Let me pull this up in Premiere real quick and <laughs> make a few adjustments. Yeah. 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 Cause you find that a lot in, in photos. Mm-hmm. If, if you're working with clients is they do want to see. And, and what I mm-hmm. try to do, if I have the ability to now, if I go out for senior portraits outside and you're really moving around and you're real mobile, I don't do it, but I tether, you know, to my MacBook. So then as I take the shots, they pop up on my MacBook. One that gives me a better view instead of the little three inch screen or three and a half inch on the back. Mm-hmm. But then also if you're working with a client, you can get done with the shoot and you just kinda you can kinda call through the photos right there. So. Like wireless? Like it just you no, shoot you, it. It's and USB to, oh, plugs okay. into the camera. And then I open up Lightroom. And then start tethering, and then okay. it just um, it basically displays as I'm shooting. It just pulls it right into Lightroom, and um, it's kind of like when you get your school photo. They did the same thing where they have mm. you have the little screen, and the picture pops up. They're yeah. tethering the camera into the computer yeah. or whatever okay. they're using. Yeah. And that's pretty handy. It's yeah. pretty nifty. I've never that's tried pretty- it, but. The first time I ever saw it, well, besides this, I didn't realize mm-hmm. what the they're doing for the like the school pictures <laughs> and stuff. But then yeah. Brian was doing it, and I was like, "Wow, why haven't I been doing this?" Yeah. Wow. But everything's got to catch 22, right? Until mm-hmm. they go, yep. is that what it looks like? Do I, can we take some more? Because I don't like how that looks, you know, but mm-hmm. it's all about the client and, and uh, getting it done. So, yeah, true. So, this is kind of a personal question. As a, I'm going to call myself as a young person in super young video, um, just yeah. getting into it. Um, what would you. What would you say to a person like me from your experience, what not to do, what to do, any of that? What, what suggestions? Hmm. I think doing is important, which you're already doing very well. Uh, Thank you. Just getting out and actually doing things. And the, the way that you've, you've jumped on the uh, no small creator thing as well. Yeah. And you're kind of in that in that circle of, of people that are like minded in that way that say, you know, like doing is better than not doing. Right. Because as artists, we tend to way over idealize uh, and really think about what we're going to make. Mm-hmm. But the, the execution part is actually really hard. And that's it's like a personality trait of creative people uh, is, is that we can we can think we can think up amazing things, but the execution is really hard for us. Yes. So, yeah, just doing is is really huge. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to have a bunch of people, really good friends that I make films with, and they're all just like 
always doing something, always making something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's also the benefit of like collabing and then making friends with other creators is you kind of help push each other Mm -hmm. to do more like, Hey, you know, come out on this shoot or whatever and do this. You kind of help push each other along with the execution part of that. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and it is so, so true. One of the personal struggles that I had at the end of last year is I kind of hit that uninspired, where am I going kind of phase? Mm-hmm. You know, where does this all go? Yeah. Um, who am I? What, what voice, what creative voice do I have? What story yeah. or, you know, um, and, you know, the fear, right? Just like you said, as, yeah. as artists. And, you know, I think people who aren't artists are this, can be the same way, but we can talk ourselves out of something so quick mm-hmm. We can have a great idea. We'd be driving the car going, Oh man, I had this great idea. And then that inner voice says, that's ah, not very cool. Yep. You can't do this. And then you just dismiss it and you don't take mm-hmm. a step forward or the quote we talked about is create something or it's, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but you know, create, even if it's crap, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and there is so much value is to try to push through that and mm-hmm. just create, just keep moving forward, you know, cause it's great, you know, cause we're wired, we will get better. Mm-hmm. We'll learn from the mistakes along the way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a motto, an internal motto that I've been driving to is, mm-hmm. is, is, is just kind of keep moving. Just keep moving and, and, and not look back so much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And a really good piece of advice I actually just heard from uh, a cinematographer that I, I just worked on a car commercial, car commercial shoot with. I was just like second AC, just helping out, learning. And, uh, and he said that create for something like when you set out to make a short film, make it for, you know, a specific festival, or if you're going to make a spec ad, you know, make it, or sorry, if you're going to make an ad, you know, like make a spec ad for, for a specific client. Um, and so when you limit yourself like that and you put yourself within guidelines and restrictions, it allows you to be more creative and I think really learn in, in an accelerated manner. Uh, so for Reach, uh, which was that film that we made last year, it was we were, it, we were originally making it for a film festival that we ended up not submitting it to. But because we had that specific festival in mind and we, we studied the, the competition and all that, then we decided this is where, how we're going to make it and we're going to give us ourselves these guidelines, these restrictions and sure. go out and do it. And I think we learn more in that, you know, eight days of shooting than we ever have. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Logan. What? <laughs> He's nodding his head. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, let's, um, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up this, um, this podcast. It's been awesome to spend, you know, a little bit of time with you. Um, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at myspace.com slash, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a YouTube channel, just my name, Luke Holiday. Yeah. two L's in holiday. Don't mess that one up. That's right. And then I post on Instagram once a year, so okay, check me good. out there. Check I did read there. your comments in the one post. Someone's like, "Oh yeah. my gosh, you one year later." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll check you out. Um, and again, um, we'll uh, put the links in the in the podcast so we can get out to your YouTube, Instagram, 
and MySpace. Uh, and MySpace. Don't forget um, that one. If, if I might go out and create an account so I can become your friend on MySpace. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but be my um, first friend. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, um, bearing with us through the uh, thunderstorm action we had in the background. I believe Duchess and the cat has decided that she's not going to get into the studio, but... Um, Meow she, canister yeah. is empty. I think, <laughs> yes, I think she's uh, decided to give it up. But um, cool. thanks again. Had an awesome time. Um, everybody go out there, bring your imagination to life. Do mm-hmm. something you've never done before. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. See you.